0: Hi, and welcome back to Words in Season. This is your host, Kara Marie Morris. I want to invite you to listen to today's episode. I'm so excited about it. In this week's episode, I have a very special friend and a very special guest, Miss Corey Clarkson. Corey Clarkson has been a personal inspiration to me on so many levels. Her hunger and thirst after the Lord and also her desire to serve the Lord in missions has been an inspiration in my life and has made me want to go further with the Lord and what makes me want to push myself to know more to learn more to understand the Lord more so Corey Clarkson has been involved in missions for 15 20 years since she was a young girl and she's done mission work in various forms working with children's uh, orphanages and anti-trafficking in southeast asia in latin america she's worked in different forms and missions and also in europe working in bible schools and uh, different types of administration and she's also eloquent bible teacher speaker and anointed musician so uh, join me in welcoming Corey Clarkson to Words in Season, I know that the Lord will have something special for you today. I want to take a second to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing on social media. I've heard so many good responses, and I so appreciate it. Remember to tune in every Thursday to hear what the Lord has put on my heart for you. And don't forget, there's episode notes that are full of scriptures and the points and principles that are listed in each show and remember that Jesus has a word in season for you today. I'm here with my good friend Corey Clarkson. I don't even know exactly what title to put on her. She is a missionary, she's a helper beyond helpers, Um, dear friend, close friend, prayer partner, and we've had all kinds of adventures together and I know that the Lord has even more in store for us in the, in the days ahead. So, uh, Corey, I wanted to have you on my podcast today, um, to do a missionary heart to heart. I mean, when I look at you and see you, I think, I think you were born a missionary. This girl's made to be a missionary. She was born, she was born for it. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started and... Why, why did you get interested in starting to do missions overseas? Well,
1: it's interesting because I actually did know from a very young age it was something I was supposed to do. I mean, you know my mom, so this might not sound surprising, but she had these photo albums that she would make for all of us, i the youngest of four kids and so every year um, when we were starting school this was even before I was starting school because my siblings were already in school she would make us fill out this questionnaire (laughs) (laughs) she would sit us down and there were questions so normally it would happen after we had started school because or maybe toward the end now I don't remember but Who our favorite teacher was, what classes we were taking, our height, um, all these different Mm -hmm. things. But one of the questions was always, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what are you going to be when you grow up? And I never really liked answering the question, mainly because of the situation and the setting. But I knew from a very young age that I was to be a missionary, but I also really wanted to be a cowgirl. So I <laughs> I remember always saying missionary and or cowgirl. I didn't really see how those could be the same but since then (laughs) I have met people who are both absolutely they have ranches overseas they travel back and forth they take mission groups and they use horses to preach the gospel amen "Well, well praise God now I can see how it can work even though I'm not actively doing that but yeah I did have a consciousness from a young age that it was something I was to do and I really didn't talk much as a child I was a very quiet person some people still think I'm very quiet although I talk a lot more now than before but even then I knew I need to learn other languages so that I can share the gospel with others and I would even How think to my you, you I would think? think to myself you have to talk to people to do that <laughs> and I went well, I'll get to that when I have to um like five six yeah yeah I I still remember it when I was in elementary school, middle Mm -hmm. school, high school, just it always being a reason I would focus on languages Mm -hmm. was because that's what other people spoke. Yeah. So if I were to go anywhere, I would need to learn.
0: So we've had some really cool times together. I've learned a lot from Corey, so I wanted to share with you today. Um, My friend, my gem, Corey Clarkson, and she's going to give us uh, three keys of some things that she's learned from doing missions, and she's she's going to break it down for spirit, soul, and body, so whichever one you want to start with first, go for it.
1: I, I will start with the more simple, natural... Body one. Practical. (laughs) Practical tip. If anyone is looking at going on the mission field, this is something that has made a difference for me when when I was on the field. Very practical. Um, If you feel called to the mission field, learn to drive a stick shift.
0: I mean, I can't even tell you how many times her and another friend they try to teach me how and I would learn for like two hours (laughs) maybe a day that might be a stretch even and then you know two weeks later hey Kara you know can you drive the car or something I never felt comfortable driving so it's something that gave Corey an element of freedom and an ability to help in a way that a lot of people weren't able to help and it wasn't just in one country she's Mm -hmm. experienced it in multiple countries even when I
1: was in Thailand the primary or initial way people learn to drive would be on the scooters Mm -hmm. like the mopeds so if you can drive a car they assume you know how to drive a motorcycle which I did not know how to do but several times the leader was like go take the bike and do this errand and I'd be like I don't know so I had to learn how to drive a motorcycle there but um, because I could drive the trucks I was able to bless that missionary so much by letting her work on our long trips yeah it'd be about four to five hours between the office and where we had a children's home and even just taking the kids around I would take them to school I would take them to the hospital so um, our staff at the time couldn't drive but several of them learned so in the process it was just really helpful um,
0: and it's something so simple. Yeah,
1: something very simple. We were, I was able to drive our guests around when mm-hmm. we were in Europe together. So I know there aren't as many in the U.S. anymore, but surely you can find someone, you can have a buddy.
0: Or be willing to learn when you're there. Learn when,
1: when you get there.
0: Just, you know, I think a huge part of being on the mission field is just being willing to be flexible. Just being like, you know, maybe I've never eaten this. Maybe it's a language I've never spoken. Maybe it's a food I've never eaten, but...
1: Go with a willingness to learn what you need to... Lo- what you need to know that you haven't yeah. had an opportunity so to So you can learn. be
0: more effect- the most effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah.
1: That's my... That's a practical. That's my practical one. So to move into a soulish area, here are two statements... I want you to think about for a moment very similar the first don't over spiritualize personalities and the next one don't over spiritualize cultures Hmm. often when we are going from one culture to another we are used to things being done a certain way and this can be in church culture too We have our own systems. We have our own way of doing things. And we often think they are right. Uh, Or the only way. Or the only way to do things. Or maybe even,
0: we might even say, this is the biblical way.
1: Uh, But often when you go to other places, when you go with a willingness to see how they do things, why they do things... You may learn that they have a good way of doing things. Or that's just different. And there are times where you need to be flexible. But I've gone through many situations where... Um, I've gone through many situations where people were over-spiritualizing it. And maybe I was over-spiritualizing it that the way a situation was handled was the best way because that was this person's personality yeah. and because I would have handled it differently Right. I may have been viewed as
0: unspiritual,
1: unspiritual
0: mm-hmm.
1: or yeah. because we were in different cultures and we had different cultural expectations then the way a situation was handled was considered... Not loving or not the way God would have it done Hmm. and just to be able to step back a little and realize this group of people was loving you in the way that's culturally normal for them but you from another culture had other expectations that doesn't make either wrong it just no. meant that they weren't understanding
0: we have the to, needs yeah. or the
1: love that was given
0: we have to actively not suppress our own culture or suppress our personality but being flexible and being willing to see how people think and see how people look at i mean everyone's worldview is going to be a little different and that's why it's so important to have a standard which is the word of God, and to not over spiritualize like Corey's saying culture or personality. God gave us those things to enhance what He's called us to do, but it's not to define it. And mm-hmm. Corey has seen it, and I'm sure you'll give us an example about maybe it's food, even alcohol. That's a dicey one. Some people say, "Well, how can you drink coffee?" But you can, you know, but you mm-hmm. can't have a beer or. Um, even the way you practice Christianity, maybe you go on Saturday, maybe you go on Sunday, maybe you go online, you know, all that is, is it, is it Bible or is it just culture?
1: Often it's culture.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, of course the Bible has culture and I know I talk about, we talk about in teams that we want kingdom culture. yeah. But even what we define that as, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: even what we define that as sometimes is based on our own culture, and often we don't see that until we experience others, or have interactions with people who have different worldviews, and... Just being open to grow from that is to me very important. I, I tend to be a little more flexible in how I can culturally express myself. I never really was very culturally firm about certain things. I was a little more willing to adjust that depending on where I was. Like but...
0: Corey's from the South guys, like <laughs> the deep South. You would never in a million years guess that. But she said when she was younger, that her mom said she was worried that she was gonna have such a thick accent that no one would understand her. But at some point, Corey made a choice that that's not the culture she wanted to express because she knew that she was going to go talk to people who didn't speak the same language. She was, And maybe it wasn't even necessarily a conscious choice, but it was just the way that you developed in your interests and
1: part of it too was people I was around Um, some of the people I was around the most at that younger age I was not around at all in middle school Mm. and some of it was choices other people were making and some of it was just different group of people I was around at church and at school. So when I moved into middle school, I moved into the junior high program at church and the leader was very educated, very systematic about studying the Bible in a particular way mm-hmm. and it really changed the atmosphere of the people I was around too. Yeah. And the way he presented things, the way he talked, really did influenced some of that um the group of students I was around at school also became a little more diverse Mm -hmm. which impacted some of that as well and some of it I might have just grown out of yeah but I think it was a big influence just the people I happened to be around and it wasn't necessarily a I'm I'm not going to talk like them anymore. I just wasn't around them anymore.
0: Right. Yep.
1: To the degree that people don't believe I'm from where I'm from.
0: No, they don't.
1: But on the other hand, I have noticed after studying some cultural things and just the way we word things in promotion or what what reaches people's hearts. Mm-hmm. And thinking about that, since I work with that sort of terminology most in another country, when I had came back to the States this last trip, mm-hmm. I noticed certain billboards that got me. Hmm. And they're super American. Yeah. Super competitive, individualistic, and I went, I must have a deeper-rooted americanism in me then then you know then i know yeah because these are the ones that want me to rise up and say yes i'm going to do that
0: yeah yeah
1: it was interesting hmm so it may not be manifest in my normal dealing because i can adjust how i am based on situation but what's deep-rooted in me
0: i think that's a good point too is We can appreciate culture. We can appreciate Mm -hmm. people's personalities. Um, We don't let them dominate us or, you know, we don't let our own personality, our own culture necessarily direct our life. We can appreciate it about us, about others, but we do want that kingdom culture first. And we want to look more and more like Jesus. And God knows that. He knows our heart. And I think that's the most important thing is being able to know the balance between over-spiritualizing it, and being able to appreciate it
1: and he knows how to reach other people's hearts Mm -hmm. and as we are led by him and willing to listen to him then we we can learn how to adjust that to a person yeah and maybe saying say these words say it in this way yeah do this action go up to someone and what's and do this, yeah. and as we are led by the Lord, we can be led to reach people's hearts in that way.
0: Corey, tell tell a story about, um, this kind of reminds me of the story you told me, about why you were interested in other languages. You began to see and meet new people, and how God just kind of put it on your heart, like, I want to talk to these people.
1: I, I have already said that I realized from a young age I would be involved in missions and there were certain languages I was more drawn to earlier. Um, German was one of them. Spanish I felt like was necessary. Yeah. (laughs) For for the world we live in. Right. So I was learning some of that but French was also an option in my school and I just was curious that I had never felt drawn to it and then I was on a short-term mission trip. We, we were going in Europe, and we had flown with Air France. And there was a steward, not a stewardess, but... A flight attendant. A flight attendant. <laughs> he, just his bearing and the way he said things and watching the way he worked, mm-hmm. as I did... I just had a heart for the French people grow in me. Like I needed to be in that atmosphere where I was hearing French spoken by real people and it like grew in me. I need to learn this language because there are people... It made it tangible for me. The reason why I would be. And so I did learn some. I went to a university in Switzerland for a year, study abroad. I was studying German, but that university was bilingual so that I would also be able to learn some French. And in the town, you had to speak French. So it was all because of being in a situation where I was actually with people that were speaking it. And God just really gave me a heart for them and just opened my eyes to the fact that it's not just a language, mm. it's a people Amen. that you could reach with this. Yep. And there were several other languages that I very intentionally was saying, why would I learn that? Yeah. Even though I loved linguistics and was interested in it, very uh, distinct situations that I cast it aside. Mm-hmm. Where other people were showing an interest to learn it, or I even had an opportunity to learn it and said, Why would I do that? And then I was in the country needing to learn it, and I went, I could have learned it before, but I had passed up that opportunity. Yeah. And I had even said, Why would I do that? Right. And now I see the people and I love the languages. Kara knows what I listen to a lot.
0: I mean, she listens to
1: <laughs> any any type of
0: Christian music that is released in, an, in any language. Korean, Japanese,
1: Chinese, Norwegian, I mean, Spanish, French. I I just had to change my perspective to say I would be willing to. Yeah. I might not actively be doing it right now, but God changed my heart for the people Amen. and for the language, to where now it's much more of a, whatever I need to learn, I'll do it.
0: And language is a huge part of an entrance into a culture and into a person's heart. Even if you can just say hello and thank you,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's a big one to be able to say hello and thank you in whichever country you're going to. Mm-hmm. Most places don't expect tourists to know their language, but what an access to a person's heart just to show that you recognize
0: that it's important. That it's important. Yeah.
1: So there are some languages I can only say hello and thank you right. in. Right. But.
0: So I think if that I need- that's a great example of showing that. We don't wanna over-spiritualize personality or culture, but culture's not bad. Mm Personality is not bad. It makes life interesting. It makes life interesting. And like Corey, whenever she was around those cultures and around those people, the heart for the world that God has It grew in her. So I would encourage I know I have listeners that maybe you haven't gone on a a mission trip and you think, well, what could I do in two weeks? Or what could I do in three days? Or what can I do now? Because no one's going anywhere. But there's something and somewhere that God has for you, even if right now it's supporting a missionary. Maybe a missionary that you know that maybe they're not even overseas right now because they can't get back to where they're they're doing their mission or where they're from. But as you do that and you're faithful with what God has put in your heart, he's going to continue to grow the heart for the, for, for his world, for his people in you. So I would definitely encourage you to, um, if you haven't gone on a mission trip or if you think to yourself, I never want to leave my country, I'll say a hundred percent Then you're missing out because there's nothing like you know, finding something new in a different culture, even finding similarities in, in a culture that you're in, or even, you know, similarities or differences. It's, 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 a, it's an honor, really, to be able to, to see that.
1: So many times I have been, even a day or a week in a place and realized they did something in a way I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated and i was going to incorporate it into my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because it brought so much life. And that's an important thing to think about. What aspects of culture are, are healthy One, Yeah. Life-bringing ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's a good definition of what what kingdom culture is. It brings life, it right? Cuz you said that, that Jesus would bring us life and life more abundant. So, you know, maybe it's certain words that they use or certain things that they drink or certain places they go and it brings darkness. And that's how we know that it's not that's not from God. So, yeah.
1: And all of that wasn't to say everyone needs to be an amazing linguist. But for me, that was a way that God connected me and my heart and my soul to a place and a people that he was able to start planting seeds in me yeah so he knew how I was wired and this was one way that yes. that he was able to plant that in me
0: so Corey so- is going to she so far she's talked about um Definitely the practical part learning how to drive a stick shift car so that you can be more of a blessing And you can be flexible on the mission field and how important that is and then the second thing she talked about was Not over spiritualizing
1: culture or personality So she's going to now begin her third point. So the third point Which may have multiple sub points here uh, spiritual things one of those is that writing someone else's charisma or enthusiasm for their vision will only take you so far. So often mm. we hear the idea that before God allows you to walk in your own vision, you need to submit and support someone else's. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whether that's the case for you or not I'm not going to say but I have been in situations where I was supporting someone else's vision Mm -hmm. and some of my strengths really become stronger when I have communication with that visionary leader when they are imparting those ideas I'm very good about seeing those and executing them so I like having that proximity to people who have big visions yeah and love sharing about them and I could be in a church service some person I don't know come up and share their vision and if they're that type it's super easy for me just to connect my heart to it Because that's something I really attach myself to. And I've had to learn how to not jump on board to things that I wasn't supposed to be on board with. Not that it was bad, but it's not my place. It's not where I was supposed to be. But in those places where I was supposed to be there and I was helping someone with a big vision... It was easy for me to try and get the energy to do my part of this from them. Yeah. Instead of trying to support them from getting my energy from God. Yeah. And using God as my support, mm. God as my source for purpose and for my own personal vision. Yeah. For, for sure. this Ministry for this organization, for this plan. And I had to learn that I needed to make sure that my purpose for being there, my why for being there, my energy, my inspiration for being there was a direct flow from the Lord. Girl. And that I wasn't trying Amen. to depend on my leader's... Relationship with the Lord to sustain me yeah. in those ministries. And that was a big one for me because I realized I was doing it. But in thinking about that, consider you have a leader who's driving a vision that the Lord has given them. If every person yeah. under them is trying to rely on them yeah. to sustain them, Spiritually, financially, financially, motivation-wise, yeah. What a big burden that they oh, are not yeah. supposed to be carrying.
0: You talk about getting drained, and you end up being a burden more than a help.
1: So we, as yeah. those support people and ministers in our own right, need to make sure that wherever we are, whoever we're helping, however the organization is structured. We are getting that from the Lord directly. Yeah. That from that place, we are able to support in a way that supports Mm -hmm. and not in a way that drains.
0: Yeah. Amen. That's good.
1: So I, I have worked in several of these situations and it's something I learned in the first one. Yeah. That I did. Yeah. (laughs) And realized I was doing and had to really adjust how I was handling the situations. Yeah. I had to really step back and seek the Lord. And it was I mean, what short and long term is a little different now, but after a couple years, I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. Yeah. And when I was working with the next one, I had to be very conscious that I didn't fall back into the same mm. trap. I can see, even with personality, I can rely on friends that are much more energetic mm-hmm. to bring energy to the atmosphere because I'm much more of a subdued person anyway. Yeah. So I. I saw that even just with friendships that it was something I was doing that I needed to make sure I wasn't relying on them, yeah, for something I needed to have with just God with just God
0: being able to do what Corey's saying, put God number one being having God be your number one source of everything and not being just led by people's personalities or charisma because like she said it's only going to take you so far but your relationship with God that's something that you will be cultivating for eternity
1: and within those situations where you are serving another vision just realize that God can have a personal vision for you there Amen. for that time Yeah, a purpose for yeah. you being there and it would be something that is going to support that umbrella vision that you are there under at that time.
0: And I know, just like Corey, we know that we all, including you, we, you want to be the most effective. And how you can be the most effective is not by looking to other people, yeah.
1: As wonderful as those other people are, that lady I was serving at that time is wonderful and we had some moments when just from her personality and her charisma and her spirituality it it made me feel like I was floating or flying yeah being around it it was so amazing but if I was just relying on those sorts of experiences
0: to keep you there to
1: keep me there I wouldn't have stayed yeah. as long as I did. Yeah. So it, it was definitely something that I realized I had a tendency to do mm-hmm. and something that I had to learn to be aware of in the next situations that were similar, working under big mm-hmm. visions with charismatic-type personalities I had to make sure that I was founded on something much more solid than someone's personality or even their purpose or their vision.
0: Yeah, because God's a personal God. Mm -hmm. So the first point that Corey talked about was super practical. You want to be the biggest blessing that you can be wherever you're at. Put your hand to what's in front of you and that includes learning how to drive a stick shift car the second thing she talked about was not over spiritualizing personality and culture and then this last the third point that she's talked about she's talked about being able to have and cultivate your own relationship with god and not depending on the charisma and vision of your leaders
1: okay in addition to what we just talked about So not riding someone else's charisma or enthusiasm for their vision, because that will only take you so far. You need your personal vision for where you are, even if you're submitted to that larger vision. So the next point I have here under more of the spirituality point is that prayer with like-minded, like-hearted, spirit of faith people is priceless. It held us where we needed to be. And there were so many times that, since Kara is one of my prayer partners here, there were many times that if you pray the prayer of consecration, not my will, but your will be done. You think about this prayer. There are so many times I wanted my will to be God's will. Yeah. And I didn't want to pray out of what I wanted my will to be or what my will was. I wanted to make sure I was praying out of God's will and not my own desires. And to have someone to pray with that holds you accountable to that Yeah. Whether they know the situation or oftentimes didn't. There were things that if we were having a conversation, I would have been willing to tell you. Yeah. But I wasn't just wanting to have a conversation about them. Right. I was wanting to pray out the will of God in this situation. Yeah. And so I wouldn't tell you because I trusted that the Lord would be able with our prayer time to give me insight into what His will actually was Amen. so that I would be able to test to see if what I thought His will was or what Mm -hmm. my desire was, was in line with that. Mm -hmm. It was giving me, kind of allowing me to test myself and my own motivations. Is why I'm wanting to do this out of pride, out of selfishness? Or is it the will of the Lord? Yeah. And I need to go through with it. So times that I might be doubting myself or doubting what to do, of course, praying about it yourself is necessary. You, You keep a prayer life. But during those times, I so needed to know that How I was going to continue was the will of the Lord for this situation. Yeah. I needed someone to help keep me accountable to what that will of the Lord would be. And I just wouldn't go into this situation. If I started talking about it, it would be out of my head about out of my opinions. Well and as a as a friend
0: Yeah, as a friend I would develop an opinion about it as well. And I wanted someone objective. Exactly, and the best objective person in your life is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He can see things beyond what we know, beyond culture, beyond personality, beyond what you think or they think or he thinks or she thinks.
1: And I do. We yeah. we know the Holy Spirit yeah. for ourselves. We do. Yep. I just wanted the accountability. I was wanting was that when I approached the Lord. Yeah. That I wasn't approaching him with my own desires for selfish reasons. That I was willing in prayer to to be led by him. Because we do yeah. hear his voice and we do know. But it, it was accountability to me in times when I needed to make sure that my choices, my actions were not based on myself.
0: Yeah. I was looking up a scripture while Corey was starting talking about this in Amos 3 verse 3 it says do two walk together except for they make an appointment and have they agreed. So we have people that we're walking together with and that's the gift of life you know being able to do life together with people and Corey and I and different people that we've prayed with there's a tie and there's a heart connection like like really none other because it's an eternal connection it's something that will last beyond this this world
1: And that was another thing we learned yeah that the now that you see in prayer yeah it's not always the now you are walking in in your daily life it's it is now but it's it's a later now.
0: So sometimes (laughs) what you pray out in the spirit, you you keep to yourself. You keep to the to the group. We had
1: to learn, as yeah, as I felt it needed to be worded one time when we were praying that we needed to be good stewards of our prayer. Yeah, to to not be telling everybody Mm -hmm. to to not use what we learned in prayer to talk about situations or or other things that that we needed to guard these times and we wanted to be people that God could trust with this information and so we learned how to be quiet yeah there was a time we did share something because it was so obvious to us we it we We knew knew it.
0: it (laughs) <laughs> we knew it. That we knew it. What was what we needed to do,
1: and, and we were so shocked that the other people we they were didn't see working it. with didn't know it. Yeah, it was it was a revelation to us that they didn't see what we had seen. Yeah. So be good stewards of your prayers. But yeah as you as you have personal prayer realize that it's important as well to have someone you're praying with we had always heard stories in bible school about different teachers different teachers who had their ladies that they prayed with and regular prayer times and as the three of us had started praying together around the kitchen we went this is this is our version of those stories, yeah. and God has used it so mightily in our lives Yeah. that we can still gather and pray together.
0: And what's incredible, you know, Matthew 18 says, "Where two or three are gathered in His name, that He's He's with us." And the, that's the incredible part of being able to live in 2020 is we can. We're not a phone. We're just a phone call away, a Skype call, a Facebook call, or whatever it is, WhatsApp and we're able to be together and he's in our midst even though we all live in different places right now. So that that prayer, it's uh, it's irreplaceable and it's priceless and it's how the Lord can get his, his work done through us. We're supposed to ask, we're supposed to, that's a whole nother subject. So maybe another podcast on another day So as we're closing today, what are a few quotes that um, we have developed over the years in our time of knowing each other?
1: Um, Some that we have said this one has grown the longer we have known each other is that... (laughs) And we declare this to each other, we remind each other of this, that we are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, with the The right right people, and and with the the right
0: right attitude. attitude.
1: (laughs) Because all of those aspects need to be right.
0: Yeah. Not how we think it's right, but right to the standard of what Jesus says is right in his word.
1: So that's a big one. So... To repeat that, right place, at the right, right time, time, doing the right, right thing, with the, the right people, and with, with the, the right, right attitude. Amen. There's another one that this could have been in a point earlier. something that I realized I was doing, so the Lord worked in me that we have both started reminding each other of a lot. Because we would hear in Bible school, the preparation time is never wasted time. And one day after class, I went, unless you waste it, yeah. <laughs> and and it's just stuck. an encouragement to me to not waste that in, not waste that pre- preparation time. Yeah. So what we say is, preparation time is never wasted time unless, unless you, you waste, waste it. it. So don't waste your preparation time.
0: And your preparation time, right now it can look like a regular job. It can just be you working at Sonic, you working at a fast food place, you babysitting, maybe you are at home with the kids. That's preparation time for the years to come. God has something for you. Doesn't mean that you're not in God's plan right now, but God has something for you tomorrow, and the next day, and the next month, and the next year. And what God has put in your hand to be a good, good steward of all that.
1: And think about even pulling in back to the linguistical aspect mm-hmm. of how God has worked in my life and had mercy on me, that I had several opportunities to learn some other languages that I needed later on. And when they were presented to me or I was around other people wanting to learn them, I totally brushed them aside. Why? And said, "Why? Why yeah. would I need that?" So even though it is a way that the Lord has planted seeds for peoples and nations in my heart, I still couldn't always see it, and I would not make use. Yeah. Of an opportunity that could have been. Not wasting my preparation time. I mean, time. it can
0: even be the genre of movie you like. The type of music you like. The, even the mm. friends that you are typically friends with. God can use all those mm-hmm. things for for something down the road. So don't discount these small beginnings. Even if you, you know, we say small beginnings. And everyone's small beginning looks different. You know, a millionaire probably looks at his bank account compared to a billionaire and says, these are small beginnings.
1: But even those people I knew who were learning those languages, or yeah. were, were offering to teach those languages, many of them, God and His love and mercy and goodness has allowed me to be with them in those countries, exactly. where they spoke those languages, so that they could help me, so that they could kind of tie a bow on that that situation. Yeah and were still able to help me then in those moments when I really did need it because I was there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, what a blessing that even though I didn't make full use of it previously, that because we did have a relationship, God was able to allow them to still bless me in those ways later on. Yeah. Yep. And here's another one. We got this in Bible school. We translated it because we needed it in another place. But we are happy people. We are happy people. In Norwegian, it's... Vi,
0: Vi are Glavimenska. Glavimenska. Mm-hmm.
1: We... I remember a friend of ours asked me once. So... Because there are other things, a part of that confession, but that was the main part. We're happy people. We're thankful people. We're flexible we're flexible we walk in love uh, but we would if it was a situation that we needed to remind ourselves to adjust our attitude yes <laughs> we would say this and he asked me once so do you say this when you don't really feel it I said yes. Absolutely that's why you say this. Absolutely.
0: Because you, the real you, your spirit man, has to remind you, your mind and your will, and your emotions, and your body.
1: We're we're happy. We're happy about it. That's totally a choice. Yeah. And they were situations oftentimes where we could have been justified to oh, have yeah. a bad attitude about it.
0: People told us we should have a bad attitude about
1: it. And I just asked. No. I mean that's why we say it in Norwegian because in one of those situations <laughs> <laughs> I asked them how do you say this in Norwegian and I looked around and I like pointed at everyone telling them vi er and they looked at me like I was crazy uh,
0: maybe you were Our a other bit. friend
1: was upstairs crying because of the situation. I was like we are going to fix this.
0: Yeah. And we're not going to let the devil win. We're not
1: going to let the devil win. By just letting
0: more envy, strife, and division in. No. We're going to take the higher road. We're going to take the road of love.
1: Amen. (laughs) So this is something that... And thank God, we we had another friend from our mission school. She had graduated the year after us. She was there visiting and had reminded us of all these things. Yeah. And that's why it was fresh. It was. Because she was going, isn't this what we always say? And I went, I don't know when the last time I had said it was. Yeah. But from now on. We always say. We always say. Yeah. We are happy people. We are happy people. God has given us so much
0: to be joyful about and to rejoice of, And we just have to remind ourselves.
1: And you have gone through the fruit of the spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. And joy is on that list. And when we realize that. It's the second one. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is so our important. strength, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we aren't having to depend no. on our own version of that. We can depend on His.
0: We don't have to depend on a job, a person, a paycheck, whether something happens or it doesn't happen. It's we, in
1: us. Yeah, it's in us. And it's bearing fruit in our lives. Amen.
0: We can draw on that all the time. And whenever you're, not just missions, when you're uh, alive on this earth, you need it all the
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> so, one final one. Also from our missions teacher, you can tell we have really taken the word that we learned in school <laughs> which was ten years ago almost. That's amazing. And yeah. and made use of it Amen. in our lives. But he gave us a definition of a missionary. Amen. Based in the book of Jonah. That uh, two parts. You yeah. need you need both. But first one is you hear the voice of the Lord. Second part, you do it. and there were times when
0: and these are the qualifications (gasps) for a missionary
1: right there were times when we had been serving as missionaries
0: what a a quote unquote missionary (laughs) looks like
1: overseas missionaries somewhere else had to come back Mm -hmm. and life was not looking like what we had expected and we would almost yelled this at each yeah. other I'm a missionary <laughs> we yeah. heard the voice of the Lord Amen. and we, we did it, it. Yep. we had been praying we knew what he was telling us to do it looked different than what even other people were expecting but we did it yeah so we just had to remind ourselves that we had heard the voice of the Lord we did it so even though life was looking different than what we expected our missionary life to look like, that we were still missionaries. And to let God use us where we were in whatever that looked like. Absolutely. And because we were we allowed
0: ourselves to grow in that and we let our roots get really deep in that, that we're not a missionary because of an organization, they are you know, not because of a person calling us. But we were able to root ourselves in that we obeyed. We were called by God and that we obeyed God. That even now during this time, I mean, we're able to still say we're missionaries. And really, our heart has not changed. No. And we have a hope. It seems crazy. The world is without hope. It's without joy. It's without peace. But we're able to have the hope that we're gonna reach nations again. We're gonna step foot. Our feet are gonna step foot on foreign lands because God said in Psalms 2.8 that God has given us the heathen as our inheritance. We're gonna do it again because we had to persevere during that time and our roots grew in that. And now we're able to be more stable in that. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We're missionaries. We're called and we obey. That's it. We don't want to be half-baked missionaries.
1: Don't just hear it and not do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Amen. Amen. Yeah. So those are just some
0: Good words takeaways. that
1: have encouraged us that they we will... used to hold ourselves accountable. Yeah.
0: Those, those were words in season for us, and they've continued to grow and develop in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So, um, Corey, why don't you go ahead and close us out in prayer And um, pray for our listeners
1: today. God, we just thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Amen. As our loving teacher would sometimes say, people are fickle, but God is always faithful. You are faithful. And your heart for the world, your heart for the lost, your heart for others... Is so vast, and we just thank you thank for you, planting your compassion in us so that we can see as you see. Amen. That people we come across in our daily lives, whether it's online or in person, that we can see them with your heart. That, Amen. That this world that seems so full of offense and bitterness and strife and dissension that we can be bearers of peace amen ambassadors of you into this world in this time thank you lord that it's your joy that strengthens us Mm -hmm. that the fruit of the spirit can be evident in our life and that your goodness is going to be drawing people to you
0: amen thank you Jesus that
1: as we see your goodness as we express your goodness to others that that can be what draws them to receive you as their Lord so we thank you Lord for opportunities Mm -hmm. to minister to people in whatever ways that that can happen now during this time but that we can be open to your leading and to your guiding in that way creative ways but that your heart is the world
0: yeah it is
1: and that's not the planet that's the people here that you died for that you have loved with with your life and we just thank you for that that we get to be a part of that.
0: Amen. Thank you, God.
1: So for all the listeners, I I thank you that you just continue to reveal yourself to them that as they go through their daily lives that they do have these words in season from you for what to stand on what to focus on what to what direction to go that you are leading them you are guiding them and it's always into closer relationship with you and we thank you for that in Jesus name amen amen Amen. thank you so much for being with me Corey. thank you for
0: having me it's been an honor likewise Uh, words in season is uh something that's growing in my heart and this is something that we've been able to pray out together who would i guess you know that our seasons would look like this but it's so good so thank you so much and i'm gonna have a link in the bio If you want to learn more about Corey, what she's up to, she's on social media, and uh, see what a blessing she is to the world. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to this very special episode, A Missionary Heart to Heart with Miss Corey Clarkson. You can find her on Instagram, on Facebook. She has a ministry Facebook page called CC Missions to see what Corey is up to and what part of the world she's in. And I know that it will be a blessing to you to stay up to date with what Corey's doing. So tune in next week for a Fresh Word in Season.